It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. Here's to your health time on Real Roots Radio, where, as always, we join with our good friend, Dr. Kevin Sherritt of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving Green County. Uh, Dr. Sherritt, welcome into the program. Great to have you on again. Hey, good morning, Roy. It's great to be here. Well, it's uh, always great to uh, chat with you and uh, pick your brain on uh, the times in which we live, uh, crazy as they are uh, when we're uh, dealing with coronavirus and uh, continuing uh, to deal with coronavirus. Uh, I know we've got a lot to get to, so we'll uh, jump in uh, both feet here. Uh, We touched on this a little bit last week, uh, but... um, as we look at schools uh, presenting their opening plans uh, as we get into the school year, um, with with the plans that, that you've seen, um, and, and I know we haven't got all of them yet, do, do you kind of feel like schools are on the right track, uh, not doing enough? Uh, w- with what you've seen so far, what, what, what's your opinion? Well, Roy, you know, it's, it's one of these situations we're heading into uncharted waters, and no one knows for sure exactly how this is going to play out. I think the schools are doing the best they can to try to make contingency plans and try to do what's best for everybody involved. You know, on the one hand, certainly the uh, value of of the schools can't be understated and and the importance of keeping life as normal as you possibly can. On the other hand, you have to weigh the risk involved with the, uh, you know, getting the kids together and virtually impossible, especially the younger children, to to socially distance and do some of the things that that we know uh, help prevent the spread of the disease. So, you know, just to be blunt about it, this is somewhat of a no-win situation. Um, The uh, administrators are working hard to come up with plans. I have not seen all the plans, as you stated. Most of the plans are trying to implement all of the precautions and safety measures they can in terms of social distancing and sanitation and masks. At the same time, you know, recognizing that the virus is there and, you know, my anticipation is, is that we're going to see cases, you know, pop up in the schools. Uh, you know, it would be um, really uh, not characteristic for that to happen with what we're seeing in the communities right now. So uh, the plans that I have seen, all of the administrators have in place that if they do see viral activity in the schools, they have plans to quickly isolate and to Uh, essentially shut down the spread in doing that so i don't know the future any more than anyone else i I, it appears to me that the schools are on track to open and they're going to do the best they can at the same time it appears to me that there will be a viral activity and i anticipate that we will see some viral outbreaks in our schools and I believe they all have plans in place to deal with it if and when that happens. Uh, you, you mentioned it, and I think you hit it right on the head, uh, a no-win situation. Uh, when you look here in the state of Ohio, one of the first things that we did uh, was close down the schools to protect the children. Now we're opening those back up, so we really don't have any kind of handle on what is the spread going to be like uh, when we open up the schools. I mean, you can look, uh, you know, Israel had outbreaks. Uh, Denmark and Sweden did a better job of that. But like you said, we really don't know. And then, you know, for me personally, I have a, a son going into a, soft, uh, a sophomore year at Xenia High School. Do I make him stay home and learn online to protect him? But that's another semester of not getting any in-person instruction, which, you know, I think is very important. So like you said, you know, what do you do in this situation? 
you really don't know what to do, Roy. And so you have to, you know, I think the schools all have options for the parents that they can use their best judgment. Um, there are parents, I believe, that are going to exercise the option to keep their uh, children at home and do uh, virtual learning, uh, as well as parents that want to exercise the option of, of sending the kids to school. And, uh, you know, I can't be critical of either. Uh, you can argue this. There are pros and cons uh, in, on both sides of the fence. Um, but the reality is is that I, that I believe the schools are going to open. Uh, I believe they're going to take every precaution they can take. I believe that there's going to be risk involved, and I believe that we're going to see some spread of the virus through the schools, and the schools have plans in place to react to that. And at this point, that's the best we can do. Dr. Kevin Sherritt joining us on Real Roots Radio on Here's to Your Health. Uh, doctor, there was a, a another study that that's came out, a couple of studies that came out in the past couple of days. Uh, one dealing with the uh, World Health Organization, and I believe it was something like 250 doctors and scientists, um, you know, imploring them uh, to uh, talk about uh, COVID-19 and it being, I said, I guess, for lack of a better word, airborne. Uh, talk about what that study entailed and what it really means well there were some interesting things that came out of that study i guess uh, uh, for the most part the study reinforced what we already know but it gave us some more specific detail the study used a larger cohort of people and so the the findings should be improved over the the previous studies that we've had to look at and that study found that the death rate from the covert uh, covid 19 virus was 0.64%, which on the, on the positive side of that, uh, the uh, total number of people who contract the virus who uh, ultimately succumb to death is less than 1%, just a little over a half of a percent. So that's good news. The bad news of that is, is that there's no way to predict who those individuals uh, are. We, we see it across all age spectrums. And the other thing is, is even that small percentage over the population of the United States is still a very significant large number. And so, um, you know, that's uh, the one finding that was significant to me was that um, it fortunately, you know, it's a small number of people that it is lethal, but yet it's still so unpredictable to know and it's still a very significant number. Uh, secondly, the uh, virus is aerosolized and the reinforcement of masks, there's a lot of controversy about masks right now and i understand it i get it but uh the study shows that the virus definitely is aerosolized and so the masks are, are going to become even more of a prominent issue we're seeing states across the country now that are mandating masks we're seeing uh, counties in the area and municipalities that are mandating the mask and they're doing that based on the fact that the the virus definitely is aerosolized and the mask definitely help now the argument is shifting somewhat to, you know, whether we need to even be more diligent about masks and the masks we use and, you know, even given the thought of uh, insisting on an N95 mask, which is a little higher level of protection than your general surgical mask. But nonetheless, uh, it still comes down to the basics of uh, sanitation and social distancing and masks. And even though none of those activities are perfect and none of those uh, interventions are perfect, they're still the very best tools we have to prevent the spread of this virus. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, our guest on Real Roots Radio, talking about the uh, latest with uh, COVID-19. Uh, there was also another study that, that came out yesterday uh, talking about uh, if you uh, were to develop 
uh, COVID-19 and recover from it, the immunity and the antibodies, uh, it looks like uh, it, those only last for about three months uh, in most cases. And is that uh, on point with what we would normally have with regular influenza? No. Um, typically, we're going to see longer-lasting immunity. Now, that particular study was a fairly small study, and I don't believe it's been really printed yet about 90 people that they looked at and the, of those individuals there were several that did not show sustained immunity but you know there's so many variables when you talk about immunity you have to look at the health of the individual you have to look at, at their overall condition and situation you have to look at the level of infection they had so you know on the one hand there's definitely value to that and it's something we need to look at and look into further on the other hand, I don't think I would make any long-term decisions based on that small study. Is that where you would come in with the, the peer review, uh, where it's reviewed by a lot of scientists and doctors uh, to, to try to add to the study? Exactly right. You know, So I guess the bottom line on that is, for me, it's something that's uh, an interesting finding, but we definitely need to take a closer look. Uh, doctor, when we look uh, a little closer, shall we say, at testing around the Dayton area, around the Buckeye State, uh, it seems like we're seeing more pop-up sites. It seems like uh, that, that testing is becoming a little more readily available uh, at, because Ohio struggled with testing for quite a while, to be frank. Uh, but one of the things that, that seems concerning is the amount of time that it's taking to get these tests back, in some cases five, seven days, some cases even longer than that. Uh, where are we in that standpoint? Well, I can tell you from a, from a clinician standpoint, from a physician standpoint, it's getting easier for us now not only to order the test, but get the uh, test completed and get the results back. And what we're seeing here locally is typically about 24 hours we're getting those test results back. There are some uh, sites in the region that do have the uh, immediate testing, the uh, rapid testing. Uh, the ERs are doing rapid testing, and some of the local urgent cares have had some access to rapid testing but the mo the majority of the testing we're doing is is being done at these pop-up sites and those are the locations that people are driving up and, and getting their testing done and we're seeing those results come back now within 24 hours oh wow so that's that's great news mm -hmm. um it, it seems like on a national standpoint i saw a uh, op-ed in the washington post uh with uh, one of uh, president trump's former uh, members uh complaining about that so uh, i guess You'd mentioned the ERs. You'd mentioned some of the pop-up sites. Uh, what determines who has rapid testing and what determines who has testing that's going to take longer? Or is there any, is it just luck of the draw? Well, I, the, um, the emergency rooms certainly have priority. And right. I think they have priority to obtaining those sites or those tests. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not certain, you know, how some of these urgent cares are coming up with, the, uh, with this uh, testing ability. There's a local urgent care that had come up with the uh, testing availability, and I'm not going to mention them right now because they've just got overwhelmed with tests. They called our office yesterday and said, hey, stop sending people because we've exhausted all of our tests. So I think those rapid tests are just uh, available on a limited basis, and I'll be really honest with you. I'm not sure how those are prioritized. I know the ERs have them for sure, um, but the pop-up sites and the, the typical nasal swab that people are, are hearing about and are accustomed to those tests now are, are taking 24 hours to come back. Well, that's certainly good news. Uh, Dr. Kevin Shera joining us on Real Roots Radio. And, uh, Doctor, before we go, let's end on some more good news. When we're talking about the uh, regional health clinics of Green Memorial Hospital serving uh, Yellow Springs, Cedarville, and Jamestown. Well, you know, we're excited uh, to have the opportunity to serve our rural communities in Green County. And 
today's an exciting day for us because we're going through our survey here in Jamestown to become certified and officially uh, become a rural health center. So that's something we've worked for for many, many months to prepare for, and, and we're excited about the future of health care in eastern Greene County and beyond, and this is a major step along the way to accomplish that. So that's very, very good news right there. And and one more thing, Doc, before before we go, I, I wanted to mention this because you'd mentioned the mask and it has become a political issue. Uh, but, but let's leave folks with this. I saw a quote from Dr. Robert Redfield, the director of the CDC yesterday, basically saying, if everyone wore a mask for six weeks, we could crush coronavirus. Is that accurate? I believe that is accurate because right now, you know, when when we're out and we're not taking precautions including the mask and especially the mask when we're out in in group public settings this virus just has free reign and this virus is contagious we don't have immunity to it and if we don't do something to slow it down there's no reason to expect that it's not going to just spread like wildfire and certainly you know we're, we're there's not a cure for the virus and we're not anticipating that but we would much rather have a controlled burn than a wildfire and so if we can control it, there's going to be much less collateral damage, and we're going to come out the other side of this thing in a much better position. Dr. Kevin Sherrod is always kind enough to join us on a Tuesday morning at 930 for Here's to Your Health. Doc, thanks so much for the information. As always, uh, we appreciate it. Look forward to our chat next week. Thanks, Roy. Have a great week. You too, sir. We've been keeping it real for over two decades with no signs of slowing down. Real Roots Radio. 